Welcome to the podcast of Dr. Norman Thomas. These teachings are designed to empower you to live a higher quality of life. Take a few minutes to receive a deposit of godly wisdom for your day. For more information and more extended teachings from Dr. Thomas, visit normanthomas.org. So we've been talking about this gift that God has given you. And you have a gift, whether you know it or not, realize it or not, whatever, you do. You have a gift. We found that clear in the Bible. Now, the key is access to the gift. And access to the gift is by receiving the creator of the gift, which is God. And embracing God and surrendering to God. And the way you do that is through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, many people say that there are many ways to God, that Jesus is not the only way to God, but we have to reject Jesus's words to take that. Because Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 6, he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no man comes to the Father except he comes through me. So Jesus made that very clear. So there's no argument there. Not if you believe in the word of God and not if you believe in God himself. So Jesus is the way to God. Now, as we receive Jesus, we have to receive him understanding there's nothing we can do to make this happen except receive. In other words, you can't pay your way to God and you can't pay God back to get to God. So because I say that because many people have this idea that, well, you know, before I received God, I got to pay him back for all the wrong things I've done. You can't pay him back. You, you don't have enough money to do that. You, you don't have enough lifetime to do that. You know, he was, your redemption was paid for by Jesus and your redemption was fully paid for by the blood that Jesus shed. It was his blood that paid. So there's nothing you can do to pay your way to God, and there's nothing you can do to pay God back from an adverse lifestyle. We have examples of this found in the book of St. Luke chapter 15, where there was this man with two sons. One tried to pay his father back, and one tried to pay his way to his father's love, and neither one worked. And the Bible says that the youngest son, he left home, and he left home to live his own life, and he went far away from home. And he took his inheritance with him. And he got out there. The Bible says he lived a wasteful life. He partied. He lived a riotous life. He just, he had all kinds of friends until his money was gone. And when his money was gone, he found himself living the lifestyle of a beggar. The Bible says he went and joined himself to a man that, that raised hogs for a living. And for a Jewish young man, that's the bottom of the bottom. And so he is, he's so hungry, the Bible says he's desiring to eat the food that he was feeding the hogs until he woke up one day and says, wait a minute, what am I doing? My father is back at home with servants who are living better than I am. And that's my father. He says, I'm going back home and here's what I'm going to say. Father, I've sinned against you. I've, I've made your name bad. I've disappointed you. I've made you ashamed. But if you will take me back, I won't even have to be your son. I'll just be your servant. Let me be a servant for you for the rest of my life just to be back home. And so this is in his mind. 
And so he's preparing himself to go back home to be with his father with this confession in mind. We're going to talk more about this as we go. But the point to you today is, is that you cannot pay your way and you cannot pay God back. God wants you to come just like you are because the gift cannot be executed until you are introduced to Jesus. So in our example in Luke chapter 15, this young boy who left home, he came back home. And just like he had practiced, he came back to speak to his dad. Now the Bible tells us on the other end, the father would go out and look down the road every day with anticipation that his son would come home. So many of you are away from God right now. Some of you have what the Bible, uh, the Bible calls you've backslidden. In other words, you made a decision to surrender your life to God before, but now today your life does not represent that decision you made. In other words, you're living a totally different lifestyle now that is contrary to the one decision you made a long time ago. But here's God's attitude. God's attitude is, as a matter of fact, while you're watching, I believe, while you're watching this program or listening to me by radio, and I'm speaking, God is leaning forward thinking this might be the day. Just like this boy's father who would go out to the end of the road every day to look to see that perhaps this might be the day that my son will come home. And one day he went out and he saw a man walking. And he looked and he looked and he says, that's my boy. You know what he did? He ran in his direction. Not to rebuke him. Not to condemn him. And not to tell him how no good he is. But he ran to meet him. The Bible says that he grabbed him, he hugged him, and he kissed him. That's what God is getting ready to do to you. He is not getting ready to rebuke you or to condemn you. He's getting ready to meet you, to embrace you, to hug you, to kiss you, to imply that my son who has been lost all this time has finally made it back home. You see, your gift is only as good as your proximity to home. In other words, the closer you are to God, the greater your gift will work. The closer you are to God, the more potent and the more powerful what's on the inside of you can perform. And God knows this, but you know what? The enemy also knows this. And so he does everything he can to distract you from coming back to the Father. Because he knows once you get back to the Father, with all that giftedness that's on the inside of you, you will wreak havoc on his kingdom. And all the people he's been trying to get you to negatively affect, you will now positively affect and perhaps even get their attention and change their lives as well. This son came home and he came home with his speech prepared to pay his father back and his father stopped him. Son, how in the world do you think you can come home and become a servant to pay your way back into my house. You are a son. You were a son when you left, and you're a son upon your return. And he turned to his servants, and he says, go and get him shoes, go and get a robe, and go and get a ring, and put it on his finger. In other words, these are things that are going to help to remind him of who he is, to help recreate the identity that he left behind to reestablish in his mind and in his spirit clearly he is not a servant 
He is a son and he is fully restored. God wants to fully restore you today. He wants to fully bring you back to the place where you were when you left by you surrendering to him and coming home again. Now your gift is getting ready to work. Things are getting ready to be explosive once this decision is made. So in our example here in Luke chapter 15, we found a young man who was trying to pay his father back to be restored. And his father says, no, you cannot pay. It's already been paid. The price has been paid by Jesus. The blood that Jesus shed was the payment for your restoration. So don't come back to God trying to pay God back for all the wrong that you've done. It won't work. It's not necessary. All God wants you to do is be restored so that the gift that he's given you can be deployed. Well, then there's another son. Now, this son remained home. He never left home. He stayed home. And he's the son who tried through work to pay his way to stay home. And so one day, the son, the, old, the oldest son, uh, heard the noise going back at home because the father threw a party. I mean, he, he really did it big. He threw a party because this boy had returned. And the oldest son, while working in the field, heard this noise and he asked the servant, he says, what's all that noise going on at dad's house? He says, you didn't know your brother came home? He says, no, I didn't know. Yeah, your brother came home and your dad threw a party. And that son got angry. He got furious. He trampled back to the house. He had a, a, a confrontation with his dad, and he began to share with his dad. He says, wait a minute. Why are you throwing a party for him? He's the one who left home. He's the one that wasted the inheritance. He's the one that lived a, a treacherous lifestyle, and he finally comes home because he needs home, and you throw him a party? This is the no good son. And the father said to him, son, why are you angry? He says, well, I'm angry because you're throwing him a party. He says, but everything I have belongs to you. He says, are you angry because I'm celebrating your brother's return? See, this, this oldest brother had a problem. His problem was he thought he was earning his way. He thought he was earning his keep by the work he was doing. And you see, neither mentality is good when it comes to God. You can't pay God back. And you can't earn your way. You know why? The price has been paid. The price has been paid. God has already paid for your restoration. And he's already paid for your reconciliation. The father turned to the oldest son and says, you want a party? You could have had a party anytime you wanted. He says, everything I have belongs to you. All you had to do was say the word. But the son thought he had to work his way. He had to earn his keep, you see. With God, it's all paid for. Our job is to surrender and to receive what God has already done. This oldest boy thought that his father had to do something for him. The father, in essence, turned and told him, it's already been done for you. You just haven't received it. And so our job is to receive what God has already done for us. And what he's already done for you is that he's given you a powerful gift. He's given you your most valuable asset for life, 
And that is the gift package that he's lodged on the inside of you. But now you can't do it alone. You can't do it without the gift giver. You have to do this with God. This journey with the gift has to be traveled with the gift giver. And that's God. And Jesus made it very clear. I think it's in John 14 and 6 where he says, I'm the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no man has access to the Father except he comes through me. So today, I don't know, you may be like the oldest son, you may be like the youngest son in our example today in Luke chapter 15. But regardless, the point today is that the price for your restoration to God, your reconciliation to God has been paid for by the blood of Jesus. You see, God's posture toward you is one of receiving. Just like this father received both of his sons, he received the son that left home and finally came back. He received him. He loved him. He totally restored him. God wants to do the same thing to you. I know there are things we have to learn, there are things we have to develop in and so forth, but you can't do that learning and development on your own. You can't do that prior to receiving God. You do that when you receive God because now you're going to have a teacher and that teacher is going to be called the Holy Spirit. And he's going to help you, he's going to train you, and he's going to develop you in the life that God has planned for you. I'm telling you, you're looking at somebody right now that have absolutely no regrets. That from the time I surrendered my life to Jesus at the age of 16, today I have no regrets. I am so grateful to God for the life he has given me as a result of my decision to surrender to him. And you too, today can surrender to Jesus. If you have enjoyed this time with Dr. Thomas, visit us online at normanthomas.org for more extended versions of these teachings. You may also learn where Dr. Thomas will be speaking at a location near you. Until next time, keep walking by faith.